Welcome back to 365 God Podcast. If this is your first time sharing, look, you've got to subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for being a part on today. Well, I want to talk. This is, of course, I'm going to be Coach Cawthorn today. Can I be Coach Cawthorn today? Sure. So I want to talk about... um, I want to talk about learning the language for where you're headed. So when you're preparing to go on vacation to someplace where there's a foreign a language that's foreign to you, right? It's not a bad idea to learn at least some of the basic words for where you're headed. How to go to the bath, you know, where's the bathroom? You know, where can I go for, to go to the bathroom, right? Not so much how to go. We should know how to go no matter where we are. But where's the bathroom? Um, how to get a cab or taxi or ask for transportation, things like that, or uh, even knowing how to find a hotel somewhere where you can, you're lodging, perhaps, right? So you want to know something, and don't forget a bit about eating. So we have to know a little bit about how to maneuver in a place that's kind of foreign to us. But I don't know anybody who goes on vacation to a place to a country where they don't know the language and they don't want to go to that place. So they're planning a vacation there and they're going there. So they are probably pretty excited, right, to be going there. And um, they have a special, they may have just a special curiosity about it or something in particular. Most people who are going to do international travel, there's something specific that they want to see in the de- in the place the destination that they're they're headed to right so it is with our dreams and um so it is with our our goals uh where where we're trying to go the next step the, you know is not necessarily going to be there say for instance if i just took a trip to um new york recently albany new york and um i had to fly i probably i took three flights on the way there. So I left um, home and I flew to Texas and then I left from Texas and I flew to Pennsylvania and then on to New York, right? And so there will be, there's going to be places that you may have to stop first on your way somewhere else. But when I got to Texas, right, they had um, on this, um, they had there for me to see clearly what my next flight would be, where I needed to, you know, what gate it was going to be at, what the flight number, all the details surrounding the flight, where I needed to be, what time it was going to um, uh, depart, and I even had the information of boarding, boarding time, what time I needed to be there to board before departure, right? And so this happened in Texas, and I got to Pennsylvania, and then the same thing happened there. So God will take us from where we are and where we're seated. And he, sometimes we know our destination may be New York, right? But he'll take us to Texas first. And it makes no sense to take me to Texas first when I can just kind of go up the East Coast and go right to New York. But that is the pathway that the uh that the you know in order for me to get there that's the pathway that I had to go for my trip so I actually traveled west to go back east isn't that amazing 
So oftentimes we think that we're off course when we're not off course. It's just the pit stop that God has for us. It's just the place that he wants us to land for a minute and um, gain the information that we need to get because there's something we need to get there on our way to where we're headed. So it was essential for me to go to Dallas if I was going to make my way to Albany ultimately. And so um, it was necessary. So in life there would be necessary Um, spaces for you on your way to where you're trying to go but along the way it's important that we no matter where we're going that we learn the language for where we're headed so um, I'm a southern girl as you can tell by my accent I am very southern and (laughs) um, I like grits and I can make grits sound like two syllables I can say grits if I wanted to right and (laughs) depending on who I'm talking to at the moment and what they're doing. I can make grits sound like two syllables. But um, I'm saying all that to say that when you travel, I remember a couple of years ago I was in Connecticut. I was probably about, I was 18 years old. And I was a, I was there for some, a summer internship. And so I felt like that Monday morning, I felt like the world stopped when I entered into the cafeteria and there I am in the cafeteria and nobody's told me anything about being on the East Coast and hominy, right? Uh, So I go through the line and I look to the guy and I'm so polite and I say, good morning. And so he's looking already strange because nobody says good morning. And I go, good morning. May I have some grits and eggs? And he says, what? And then he just goes and he gets one of the chefs out of the back and they all come up and they want to see, well, what is it that they're looking at? And so he says, say it one more time. And so I was like, may I have grits and eggs? And <laughs> he says, first of all, he was like, I bet these guys don't even know what a grit is. And I said, a grit? No, it's grits. And he, so he's like, they're they're all falling out laughing and he's like she means hominy so hominy was not what I wanted but he was so kind to me that he says you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna place it on the menu and he says little lady how long will you be here and I said I'm here for six weeks you have to have grits right and so before long I had like all these people eating grits and having debate over whether it should be accompanied by butter or sugar, right? Well, um, I thought that was interesting that he would learn my language and that I attempted to learn a little bit about hominy, but it just didn't go over well, right? Well, learning the language where you're headed. Let's get into what that really means for us uh, here in this, this, this episode. So that means that if I, for instance, I've worked in cardiology for a number of years and um, I I started out in the medical profession as a respiratory therapist, therapist, I'm sorry, and um, moved on to um, working in cardiology as a cardiac sonographer. In that process, there were lang- there there was a language that went along with both of those disciplines, and um, especially with cardiology. Cardiology has its own language, just um, 
you know, you can come from another part of medicine and come into cardiology and have to learn its lingo. And so for years, I would watch people come in and, you know, we would get new clerks or new secretaries that had to learn the language of cardiology. And one of the first things that I would tell them is if you can learn the language, you can do the job well. And so just give your time, yourself time to learn the language. Be kind to yourself. Um, those of you not in the medical profession, you've heard um, that you've probably heard before that uh, people going into the medical profession used to have to learn what's called medical terminology because there was a terminology that was designated to the discipline of medicine, right? And so medicine is not the only um, discipline that carries its own language. So there's a language that goes along with, uh, and I learned this during the pandemic, that, that goes along with streaming and 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 all that we do in the podcast world, the things that we do on YouTube, the things that we do on Facebook. And so you hear these basic words and then you go into other, you know, and for me, and you're going to laugh at me, I thought, you know, when you start talking about high definition, that was not, that was pretty intense for me once upon a time. But now um, high definition is like, you know, basic for me finally you start hearing words like NDI and you start hearing input and output years ago on the VCR and you thought you had it but now things are a little bit more uh I would say for lack of a better wording a little bit more complex until you have explored the language what that means so I want to encourage you that wherever you're heading that you learn the language for that place. If I were going to Paris, I would learn, um, I'd, I'd learn how to speak French, uh, at least a little bit of French, um, enough to help me to survive there. Um, but if I'm going to live there, I'm not going to do just what allows me to survive there, but I'm going to, I'm going to learn that which allows me to thrive there. We talk about uh, the language of love, learning love languages, and I spend a lot of time with couples getting them to understand what the person, what they don't know about the person that they know so well. Isn't that amazing? So sometimes we get so casual with one another or we get so used to one another that we don't recognize and realize that there is still so much more depth to the person that we know the most. We ourselves are complex beings and um, we simply <laughs> we simply need to get to know each other since we are complex beings, right? So I say this um, as it as it relates to the film theater and cinema, I share with two people that you need to know how things are changing, how things are evolving. And that is relative to every um, every profession, every business, every job that you're going to do, every dream you're going to accomplish. It's going to be essential that you know how things are evolving. And we learn that too 
in the pandemic that things are going to evolve and we must be prepared and we must be there and we must be ready to receive and to learn. So how do I learn the language of of coaching? How do I learn the language of And I'm going to tell you something, I even coin my own words for my own sessions. And I even, I don't depend on anybody to, to give me what I'm going to say for me as a Christian counselor and as a Christian coach and consultant, I'm, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is an integral part of what I do, um, as I am choosing how I'm going to go through a counseling session. It takes much prayer. I start out with prayer. If the person with whom I am counseling or coaching does not believe in my God, I take that personal time of prayer before entering into that counseling or that coaching session or that consulting session for that matter. And um, some pretty miraculous things have come as a result of just prayer but even with me mapping, mapping has become a word that is used with coaching and counseling, which is one that I've used for a number of years uh, with, you know, with no one even giving me that word. Because I feel like anybody with direction who's looking for a direction and where they need to go, they need a map. They need a game plan. So um, I've used mapping as a practice and obviously some other people have been using that as well. But there are other things that I kind of coin on my own and I go through certain um I don't I don't um necessarily tell clients that they need to use practical points. I change it to practice points because I want them to actually practice and not memorize what I'm saying, but put into action and be intentional daily. So they're called practice points rather than um, practical points. And so learning the language and then explaining the language of what I'm saying to the clients that I have, um, there are a number of disciplines out there for which we as uh we are, we are uh, we are inspired to move toward we aspire toward and with that um i am asking you to consider researching and learning more so that you can speak that language on platforms as well I have um, encountered several people who are brilliant, several people who know what to do. They just didn't know how to um, put that introductory language out there. And that's important. So learning the language where you want to go, Um, being able to speak to that, being able to uh, flex also. You got to be able to flex. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Because some people, some folks have asked me to talk about these things on podcasts. And so I'm doing it. All right. So flex, I'll tell you, can I, can I allow you into my personal space for a second? So I had a call today and that call was with my marketing consultant 
and uh, for my, I have a book, There Is Now No Condemnation, 21st Century Christian Counseling Without Compromise. The book is, in my opinion, wonderful. <laughs> and I talk about several topics. I talk about, um, I, and I talk about topics that for which I have not had a personal experience. So this is kind of risque in my department. So the book is about hot topics, and as a pastor, as a coach, as a counselor, a consultant, I need to know how to have these conversations because, uh, especially uncomfortable conversations, a lot of times in church we preach about them, but we don't talk about them, and there's a real difference between preaching about something and having a conversation about it. So I felt led to write this book to talk about some of the hot topics that people have. I get inbox messages on social media about people asking me uh, about marriage, same-sex marriage, um, or, you know, I'm kind or, or I'm cult- I, I can be uh, cordial to people. And so they want to know how do I think about a certain thing. And um, what we're learning... What I've learned with, uh, and you know, I've been able to teach others is I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me for us to be respectful toward one another, right? And so it's been a shocker for people, the responses that I've had to certain things that I may not agree with, but then I love that person because I think people, we just have to love them, right? Um, um, you know, there may be people I would hope people would like me, uh, even if they don't agree with me, right? But in those topics, I talk in that book, I talk about abortion, I talk about same sex marriage, LB, LGBTQI PK community, and um, I talk about artificial intelligence. I talk, man about reproductive loss. I think I talk about us about several things. I talk about some of our theories, um, unconditional love, um, just a lot of things I talk about in the book. And I talk about moral relativism brought up. I mean, so in there is now no condemnation. I had to learn the language in order to write that book. I had to learn a language that I didn't know. I had to learn things and read and do a lot of research to get perspective, gain a perspective outside of a biblical perspective. Um, and let me say why for those of you who may be wondering why. Because I felt like as a Christian, I didn't need to write a one-sided book, but I needed to explore um each side I needed to understand what was happening in the lives of other people and I won't even um, fool you to make you think that I do totally understand um, what other people are experiencing in their experience but I think the effort is what people respect is for us to have you know at least explore and then speak to something the worst thing that I could have done was written a book and not um, do that research or at least consider um, something different from what I hold fast to, right? And um, I had to learn their language in order to have a book that's going to be um, successful or even 
one that people will give an opportunity to. So uh, whether you're an author or a leader, learn the language, learn the tone. Finally, a couple of years ago, I remember working for a pastor. And as I worked for this pastor, I just kind of um, adapted to his language about things. So when I would represent him, um, whether it was in a meeting or a conference call or uh, bringing in a guest speaker or something to that regard, events and planning or something of that regard, I would use the language that that leader used. I learned his language. And whenever there was, whenever I was working as an ambassador for him, I made sure to represent him and by using that language. And I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was speaking to someone and they said, I already know who you work for. <laughs> they says, they go, I know who you work for. And they were spot on about it. And they said, you just have the mannerism and you're just flat on it. So um, you always just learn the language where you want to go. It doesn't mean you have to be anybody's carbon copy or you have to mimic anyone. But it's just, you know, that's where I was heading and that's where God had me situated at that time. And so I learned the language. And remember that your vision, your vision speaks. Your vision will speak. Your vision will speak. People were, they they will, they will see. They they'll see and they will hear your vision. Isn't that amazing? It will speak to people, and those folks for whom it is designed will always, always gravitate toward it. You and I just have to put these wonderful things, these wonderful gifts that we have. We have to um, put them to good use and God will um, provide us a space of grace for which they will thrive. This has been 365 God Podcast and this has been your podcast pastor and your podcast coach. I hope to see you soon whether it's on social media. You can go to Dr. Beryl Cothran at um, uh, that's on at at Dr. Beryl Catherine, and that's Dr. Dot Beryl Catherine on Instagram, and I am on Facebook, like my Facebook page, Dr. Beryl Catherine, and I'm on Twitter as Beryl Catherine, and I am on LinkedIn as Beryl Catherine. You can't go wrong with me as Beryl Catherine. You can go to my website at BerylCatherine.org and just see what's going on there. Let's chat soon.